0: What did you ask? Is Dustin going to be mad? Is Dustin
1: going to be mad about this? Yeah, he'll that, be fine. That,
0: like... We'll let him know. He'll find out soon enough. When <laughs> well, he
1: okay, I mean, I don't want him to be upset that.
0: Yeah, he'll be fine. We're cheating on him. <laughs> Sorry, it's a girl. Oh, we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Unclass Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Fessel. I'm here today with my co-host, Bryson, and a very special guest, Leslie, uh, that will soon introduce. Today's topic is uh on horrible bosses uh we're watching a movie uh horrible bosses and then we figured this would be a great topic to talk about um with that being said let's start with leslie how are you today hi i'm good you good yeah thanks for joining us of course thanks for doing this with us this is your first podcast right
1: this is my first podcast
0: oh do you listen to a lot of podcasts i
1: don't really i think i've only listened to like four which four uh dax shepard I don't think I've heard that yeah, Kristen I'm Bell's husband.
0: Not oh. Yeah. What kind of topics is he talking?
1: Oh I just random shit. Oh okay. Like it has I only I listened to it on my way back from Switzerland. To yeah. Germany. Yeah.
0: Oh. So, so just, kinda like us. Top everything.
1: Yeah, just a random yeah.
0: Mm. Well tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, my name is Leslie. Um I'm from Tennessee. I have two sisters. I love animals. I have a little dog named Napoleon. He's my wife. Mm. Hmm.
2: What kind of dog is Napoleon?
1: He is a Pomeranian Yorkie. Bougie.
2: Bougie. <laughs> He's very bougie. He's very spoiled.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I am, mm, I guess, in a deployed environment with Bryson and Fessel. Mm. So, that's a little bit about me. Okay. Anything else you want to know?
2: Um, not at the moment, but if anything comes up, we'll definitely be yeah. sure to ask. Okay. Um, but just to even get to know you a little bit better, we'll kind of uh, ask you a couple icebreaker questions. We did this with each other um, on our first episode. Um, so our first question for you is going to be, um, if you have your own late night talk show, who do you invite as your first guest and why?
1: Um, I would say Jim Carrey
2: okay good choice
1: sure. yeah and like why? He, he's not very active anymore and i love him okay and uh i know he like quits being in the public eye for mental health reasons but he's a lot of fun yeah so i would like him or will smith
2: Ooh, will, will smith be, be fun a too. freaking good one he would be yeah.
1: he would be very fun to interview damn yeah that'd be a really yeah, good one i'd be on
2: your talk show because he's like funny <laughs> and he's like inspirational motivational i feel like yeah, he's you know, got a great topics of conversation like
1: his memoir book comes out in december
2: oh really i didn't know that
1: no wait it's already out no he's doing what is he it's on disney plus he's doing like a um like some travel thing on disney plus and it comes out in december it's pretty cool he like goes all around the world and does things that he's never done before wow oh, that's awesome i put it in my calendar don't (laughs) remind me because i definitely that sounds like something
2: i'd be super interested in all right um so our second question is going to be what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given
0: A lot of people are like giving her yeah. advice it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> that one, that one might be a, a little bit tougher yeah you want to pick
2: something that, that means something
1: um, I would say do what makes you happy that's usually that's good, what the yeah. most advice mm-hmm. and don't let people I guess don't tell people your plans until you've done because a lot of people are very negative and they're like oh you're never gonna make right. that or you're never gonna do this or that right and then that's just gonna fuck with you so
0: yeah. that's good. Yeah, oh, can we cuss on here. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Please do. Yeah, we <laughs> encourage. <laughs> <laughs> Censor. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah dog, I would say you know? I would say keep like major life decisions to yourself until they're either set in stone or.
0: No, that's good. Because I think sometimes try to you kind of psych. You can probably sabotage and yourself not. too if you psych yourself out of mm-hmm. making these big extraordinary plans, and then not falling through because either it gets hard at some yeah. point. And then you just give up, and then you just kind of. I guess slump.
1: one recent example is me starting my masters. I didn't tell anyone until I started it, mm-hmm. and then I told my sister, and she's like, "Oh my god, why didn't you tell me?" It's not like she would like care. Though.
0: Yeah.
2: No, so. yeah I think that's that's. I feel like the I've accomplished more things that I never said I was going to do than things that like I've said I was going to do. You know, I think it's definitely just human nature. Um, J Cole, he actually says in one of his songs, he said, "If they don't know your dreams, then they can't shoot them down."
1: Exactly, you know,
2: which I think is very holds true for sure. Damn, that was a good one. No, Steve. That was a great, I like that.
0: great which life is lesson. A perfect segue into horrible bosses, uh-huh. because yeah, because they don't tell them what you're doing because <laughs> they will, <laughs> shut, they will shut it down. Um, and for our audience, Leslie is also a boss, uh, so um, she's a great boss, in yeah, my opinion. Worked with her a little bit, and uh, so she's had some experience with World Bowl Bosses and being a great boss. So she has uh, some insight into that topic. Uh, Bryson, going to ask me: that. Have you had more horrible bosses than great bosses in your like career?
2: It's a good question. Um, I would say it's it's probably a about down the middle, to be honest. Um, it's hard because obviously there's different levels of. Of leadership in whatever company or organization that you're in because i've had like maybe a great supervisor but then you know whoever's above them maybe not so great so but i'd say it's kind of half and half i've had a, a good fair share of good leadership but also a fair share of poor leadership Or, um, but i feel like that's also good because you getting that experience of a bad leadership also kind of teaches you like what you don't want to do because if you don't like the way that something was being done or the way that you're being treated or whether you saw others being treated, like, you kind of learn, learn from that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I would say half and half. What
0: about yourself? Half and half. I think maybe more good than bad leaders, uh, bosses. Um, I think, uh, let's see, in the past maybe five years I've had more bad bosses. Mm-hmm. So I've had recent experiences in, in those situations where... Uh, their needs are kind of put forward uh, than their employees, and, and in certain instances, I understand that. But you know, when you doing certain jobs for so long, you kind of know how the game works. You could tell pretty quickly that what bosses are good, and you know if they should be, if this is the right moves, what they should be doing. Uh, so yeah, I think. Uh, but overall, I think I've had some pretty good uh, good bosses now there's obviously layers of bosses you know me my like my direct boss would be good but then their boss is horrible mm-hmm. so and then sometimes they're all horrible in the chain <laughs> so it just depends so i think uh, yeah
2: i think that brings up a good point though like if you do have your direct supervisor is good or even the one above them is good then they're uh they're able to kind of shield the bad from mm-hmm. you because they're trying to taking that blow uh, kind of filtering filtering that that stuff from the right. top level leadership and so it 's not affecting you and your work center
0: right so. and sometimes people fail to acknowledge that because they see as like, oh, life is great, you know everything's great, my boss is great, but then they may be going through hell because their boss sucks so and sometimes they don 't show that right. um, so you always you know I think you should always. And this is where having that open door policy and open conversations with your bosses is great because you can kind of tell them, it's like, hey, they may be having a hard time, but they're not necessarily sharing that with their employees because they don't want them to feel the brunt of it. Um, but I think it always helps that when you do, you have an open dialogue with your direct boss or wherever it is, and it's a great relationship that you always have that door open for them because they may not necessarily have it with anybody else in their peers. Yeah. yeah, that's been that's been kind of my experience. That's been kind of like my learning thing over the years of having like multiple bosses and, and dealing with that stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely good to take away that knowledge. Um, what about you, Leslie? What do you?
1: What so, do you think? I would say I've had about a good even, like down the middle, like good bosses and bad bosses. Uh, and I agree, like different levels of bosses like they might be great but their leadership might be fucking terrible and they shield a lot of that from their subordinates um i am one of those um i've been in a few leadership boss type positions and i definitely shield that from my subordinates because it's not that's not their problems and their worries that they should take on, and that's not their role. So, I definitely try and shield that as much as I can, because, let's say I have an example here of a horrible boss, um, he was actually my boss's boss, so I guess we could say wing commander, terrible, uh, I think he was literally just fighting for a star, um, but so, this was just around a time in this particular career field I was in that the culture was shady as fuck, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's very <laughs> it got to the point where there was like a bay inspection coming up and I think about 17 people failed a test. Uh, I was one of those 17 that failed a test and in this whole career field, um, a 90 on a test is basically failing. So they most definitely push for perfection and like you have to be perfect. Uh, So I failed one of the tests and that particular day is like the wing commanders fucking snapped and pulled all of those people that failed the test out in front of the entire wing and basically berated us in front of the entire wing saying that we were worthless, we didn't do anything right. God. This is the reason why y'all fail, blah, 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 and, like, totally embarrassing. Like, half the people up there were, like, right. in tears, because, um, like, you don't want your boss doing that to you. Like, right. I always believe in, you know, praise in public and punish in private, mm-hmm. unless if it's necessarily, like, warranted to do it in public, but mm-hmm. he didn't give a fuck
2: mm-hmm. about that.
1: Um, Jeez. And so that really scarred me I would say so I don't particularly care for when my leadership either recognizes good or bad in a public setting because like I go back to that and I'm like well here we go again yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't I really don't know what happened to him I don't know if he ever got a star or not I have no idea what ever happened I just kind of like once I left that career field I was like fuck it no, yeah. I don't want However, also in that career field, I had a phenomenal boss. Um, He was actually, he took the time to like mentor me and like show me what a young officer is supposed to do and how you're supposed to like take care of your people. So I really appreciate him and I think, you know, I don't know if he's going to ever make He was, he was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed him. Um, and just how he treated his squadron, like I would say he was the best one out of the five squadron
0: commanders. So I was very lucky to get to work for him. Um, you know, in my experience in that, it's like usually the good leaders don't always get promoted, or don't, yeah. right.
1: or get the recognition. Yeah, or yeah. the
0: recognition that they deserve, and it's always usually the bad leaders that they do because it's cause they, they only look focus for on themselves. They, they focus on themselves, look for that perfection. Once they yep. attain that, they move up and they forget about everybody else. Right. Um, I mean, I'm still in touch with a lot of my old bosses from my previous jobs. That, and the only reason is because they were great bosses. They were down to, they treated you like people. They didn't ever mm-hmm. treat you. I mean, yes, they had their rank or their position but they never treated that as like that was in front of them they, yeah. they were people first and they want to take care and help you um, and then the job came afterwards because mm-hmm. I always say like you if you take care of your people um, they won't they'll work they'll, they'll do whatever yeah. they don't care complain about the time how long they're working on how hard they have to work because they know at the end of the day they're going to get taken care of okay. anyway. I, yeah
1: so in that instance like this particular commander that I really liked working for, we had um, to produce like seven schedules, so I was a scheduler at the time, Mm -hmm. and creating a schedule for 255 people is a lot of work, and they wanted four different versions, like, if in the event this happens, this is going to be the schedule, if in the event Mm -hmm. this happens, this is going to be the schedule, and so like we have to create all these schedules, and they wanted it in like a 36-hour time frame. And it would take, we usually, or it usually took about a month to create one schedule. So we had to do all of this in, like, this short amount of time. Don't get me wrong, it fucking sucks. But (laughs) I had no problem doing it Mm -hmm. because I knew he was going to, like, appreciate the work, even though he might not say it, but I know he appreciated it, so of course I'm going to help him out. Like, otherwise I would have bitched and complained. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to do something for somebody they don't like. Yeah, right? that's very true. So. Yeah.
0: I think the worst experience of it, Overall, what I've noticed is with horrible bosses is the passive-aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. I've always seemed to experience, like, whenever I had bad bosses, there was a lot of passive-aggressiveness uh, going on. And If I knew from the beginning that that was happening before I even met somebody or met a new boss, then I was like, they're probably not going to be great. Because if they're already in this, this pattern of, of behavior then most likely they're not going to change unless somebody tells them or they change on their own. And, and I don't get it. It's like, you know, people go to all these conferences and they get all this training on like how to be better leaders. But for some reason, that personality aspect is never addressed. And I don't know what people do. Or can I don't know. Yeah. I think people sometimes need therapy to get over or some counseling themselves, uh, just private counseling to get over those, uh, those humps
2: yeah no I definitely agree and I think that's a so military wise obviously um we have like our enlisted then we have our officers and you know there's good officers that come straight into the air force and go straight to being an officer but obviously like you know a lot of people lean towards the prior enlisted officers um, and I think that comes back to kind of what you were saying it's kind of like they go to all these conferences and all these um meetings and you know like I think a lot of it's just theory though right like a lot of it's they're just teaching theory and they're like these are you know over the years like um these are experiences that have been or traits that have been seen in like good leaders so and you can study that all you want and brush up on it but like a lot of it comes down to you as as a person and I think you know it's easy to um to like learn that theory but actually applying that I feel like is easier said than done for sure, Um, that's why obviously prior enlisted they kind of have that they were um, you know the worker bees before prior to uh, becoming into that management position I think that definitely helps because that gives them that experience to kind of teach from and maybe they saw like good officers, bad officers and they're not all gonna be perfect you're gonna have those that maybe get on their power trip and they're like you know they're no longer feel like they're at the bottom and now they're on the top but for the most part, I think uh, most people, uh, you know, try to learn from those experiences, and I think that definitely helps when you kind of were were in that position before, and it's not you're not just uh, leading off of off of theory or what you think a good leader is, but from experience of what you've seen, um, what you and what you've experienced.
0: And you make a great point because I, that's what sometimes baffles me is that if you were prior enlisted, you know how it is being treated poorly. Yeah,
1: I have a. Of yeah, this. and then all of a sudden
0: you get to like this leadership type, you're a boss, you're in charge of people, and you're doing the same exact thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know where that disconnect is, or how you forget like where you came from.
1: Like I don't know, I I have never been, well, I've never been prior enlisted, um, but
0: you don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know that side of my life. No, but um,
1: when I was a young lieutenant, I. Realized very quickly that I think every active duty member needs to be enlisted for at least a minimum of four years before they can either branch off and go to be an officer or continue in the enlisted Mm -hmm. side. Um, Only because of like maturity, knowing how to like handle certain situations. Because like I've seen some baby lieutenants that don't know what the fuck they're doing, and like you've got like a a ten-year enlisted person and like they have all the experience in the world and they try very hard to like mentor that lieutenant. A lot of people don't think that enlisted can mentor officers. Absolutely they can. Right. Um, I have some great mentors that are that I significantly outrank but I you know trust their opinions and heed their advice more often than That's officers, good and actually. that goes like
0: such a long way when yeah. you know especially with like young uh, officers, where yeah, I have even just being in the military for so long mm-hmm. in general, you know, the nuances and stuff, and they think that what they just learned in six months or whatever the training is that that's how it is, and yeah. that, that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're living in like a fantasy world if you think that's that's the case. Like there's and certain things change so uh, dramatically in so a short period of time that yeah. that they, you know trust their their peers who've been in those for a longer period of time.
1: Like I've worked with. An officer that was prior enlisted for quite some time Um, and then I only worked with him as an officer but I heard all these stories about this individual and like how fucking terrible they were and like this and this and that and I was like well maybe you know going over the officer side and growing up a little bit that that maturity is set in and Mm -hmm. whatever sort of but um, seeing it firsthand this person basically coddled and like held the hand of like young officers and then just hated the enlisted just oh treated God. them like shit and i that drove me insane i was like you came from that position like how dare you treat somebody like that like it just yeah it just <laughs> so i have a very question sad.
2: i have a question for you leslie so um we we're talking about traits of like uh, horrible bosses um, but what do you think about so people wanting to know the why you know so a lot of what I've heard you know for my years of, of being in, in the military is like like why do you like it's a generational thing like everyone wants to know why like why why should they be doing things just shut up in color kind of thing and I agree that there is a time and a place especially in the military where it's like look we don't have time for questions like just got to get down to business or get this done um, But I feel like in my opinion, I feel like there is room for knowing kind of your like why you're completing a certain objective because I feel like that provides some... uh, Having that context definitely helps um, you understand what you're actually trying to do. What's your take or your opinion on kind of your subordinates like asking the why? Like why are we doing this or why would you like me to do this?
1: So I kind of have two answers to that. One, I do agree that like right now is not the time to ask why just do it and I'll explain later kind of thing and then some of it is they should take it upon themselves to figure out why they're doing it mm-hmm. like research it yourself because right. you're going to learn it that way and if yeah. I just saw it, or not necessarily me but if right. you're always given the answer you're never going to grow yeah that. that's true um, and I mean some, and some I ask why too um, but I try to find the answer prior to asking why um, because if you ask why then it's gonna start leading into other questions and then it's gonna possibly unfold as like you don't know what you're doing because uh, that's happened to me before and I'm like Look, I don't know any of those answers um, I, d- I definitely don't see anything wrong in asking the question why but I think we are so the newer generations in the military are so used to just having everything instantaneously right, that it's true. Mm-hmm. they just expect it to they're so quick to be like, well, why am I doing, why am I doing this? Um, mm-hmm. But I think if people like took the time to research it themselves uh, on why they're doing something, and if they don't know how to start on that, I think that would be a better way to approach something. Be like, hey, I'm trying to figure out what this is and why we're doing this. Um, can you like lead me in the right direction to look at, look up something to figure out what we're actually doing? I think if you approach it that way, then your bosses, hopefully, will be like, oh, well, yeah, this is where you should go to look at it, and this is, it'll explain to you why we're doing
0: it. I think that's where that generation gap is, of mm-hmm. where a lot. I of, guess back in my day, you know, you couldn't find it on a phone That's quickly. Yeah, you can't find it on the phone. Yeah, right? and even yeah. now, like with all our documents stuff, we can find information pretty quickly, but yeah, it still takes a little bit more time to find the exact place where it's gonna be, then research it through there.
1: So I have a, uh, it just actually recently just happened, (laughs) uh, within the past month. Um, so you might know him. (laughs) (laughs) I had an individual come to me, I mean, and it was the dumbest fucking thing, right? Come to me, Hey ma'am, where can I get the phone number for someone? And I was like, seriously? Like that was like the first word out of my mouth. I was like, where do you think you can get a phone number for, for someone? They looked at me and was like, um. I'm like, well, that's one way to look for it, yes. What's another way? Mm, I don't know. I was like, yes, I have the number for (laughs) it. But, like, I think a lot of people just want to go to the person that knows everything and to get the answer because they're too lazy to look it up. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, in my old, like, my assignment before here, all the time hey ma'am, how, uh, what's the answer to this? Or like, how do I find this? Or whatever. And I was like, well, what does the reg say? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hmm. And they like, turn around and walk away. And then they go ask somebody else. Oh, because they don't yeah. want to look it up. I had mm-hmm. one
0: particular guy that did that all yeah. the time. It drove me crazy. Um, and, and some people get, ups- I think get upset about that. Because I had experiences like that. Where somebody came, they asked one person. Either didn't like the answer. Yes. And then asked the same question to somebody else. And those two found out And the other person got upset Now I get it It could seem like You didn't like my answer So Yeah you're it's take like mom and dad Yeah you're gonna take offense yeah. to it But at the same time I was like okay they're, If that's how they're gonna realize Like Cause if, if Those two people Who were asked those questions Both said the same thing Like no you need to go research it Yeah it didn't give any answer Then they'll be on the same page And it's not No one can get u- upset about it mm-hmm. Because It's really This guy who's causing the problem Yeah So uh, It's I, just Yeah no I agree It's It's insane how much that's changed, and how we're relying so much on technology. And
1: And I also think it depends on the individuals. Like, if someone's pretty self-sufficient and like they're good at their job, and they and they're just like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't, what, what's, what's the answer to this, or like, how do I do this? Like, it's supervisors, bosses, whatever you want to call them, are probably going to be. more willing to help you if like you actually show effort on how to do your job and like you know what you're doing and talking about then this person that's kind of like wishy-washy they'll right. be like yeah the number is this this isn't this and, this and then you're gonna give the other one a hard time because you gotta make them think like some people can't get past step one and right everything's always given to them so they can't think for themselves yeah you gotta
2: stop holding their hand at some point
1: I think that's a big problem with younger generations in any career field, probably yeah that everything's given to them Right. and they don't know how to do things on their own they don't know how to like process things and like work through those problems because right. one is probably not taught in the home anymore and two yeah. they don't teach it to you in school for sure you know yeah,
0: that's a whole lot of talking stuff yeah. I think like yeah. s- the school education <laughs> needs to yeah. definitely yeah. have an overhaul on like like I don't even Life know the skills. fucking
1: geometry like bullshit like when was the last time yeah. I yeah. Never. I need that's to know
0: how to cute. do my damn taxes yeah. <laughs> and know? honestly that's we should probably talk about another one because that's a whole other thing you like, need like, bring I, a financial advisor yeah right? I know because yeah, yeah you get a like, finance officer yeah. you
1: know, yeah. well, they, I don't know
0: there no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a bad boss <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> I
1: have a I
2: have, I have another kind of um, one that I I feel like I've uh as a leader maybe another hard one to balance, um, but like that that transparency thing, right? Like, cause I feel like sometimes as a leader, like there's a time to be transparent and there's a time not to be, but if you're kind of ne- if you kind of never have that transparency, I feel like it can kind of create a barrier between you and your, your troops or your subordinates. Um, and this, I guess could apply to the civilian world too, but I feel like there should be some form of maybe transparency. What do you think about, about that?
1: Um, Well, that kind of, like, in my, from my perspective, like, a lot of people have two sides to them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that I have two sides. Like, I am always going to act the way that I am, like, regardless of what position I'm in. Because that's just who I am. I'm not going to fake my work life and fake my, or fake my home life. Right. Um, And I get that a lot with some of my commanders. Like, they are just stonewall. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have any, like... Human emotion, emotion, and but then they're completely different outside of work. Like right. I don't like that, right. um, yeah. and then that makes you like wonder, well, what the fuck are they hiding mm-hmm. from everyone?
0: Um, a lot of it is vulnerability, I think. Yeah, they don't want to so. be. They may have had something happen in the past that they don't, they can't be vulnerable because it bit them later. And I and I get that, but I think having that conversation and being transparent will make your new employees or subordinates realize like okay that's why you're not doing this yeah but we're not like that so we'll never do that to you and and i get it if you've been hurt a couple times because of you being vulnerable then yeah your body just goes into this defensive mode and shuts down at work or Mm -hmm. in a certain situation and and it won't open up again
2: i definitely Um, agree on the on the vulnerability part mm because I know with uh, previously, like I've showed up to like a new place and said, like, "Hey, these are kind of the negative experiences that I've had, you know, in uh, places prior." Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a new place, you know, ready to like not mm-hmm. have to do that, like move forward. But these are just kind of some of the frustrations I've dealt with. I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. These is just uh, f- from experience what I've dealt with. Um, so, and then I've had that come to bite me too, because then you mm-hmm. say that, and you know those individuals were like oh wow you know that's terrible like I'm sorry Mm -hmm. to hear that like literally did the same thing like yeah so brave literally turned around and like did the same thing and you're kind of like man like you know like I felt like you put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. and you know you you kind of said your piece and like you talked about those experiences and then like for it to happen again you're just kind of like literally told you like literally said like why don't I go through this? Yeah, like, you know, I could have just, like, not said that. And then mm-hmm. if it was just going to happen to me, again, like you feel like you're wasting your, your breath at that point, And it puts you, like, right back to square one. Yeah. Um, but I guess it kind of comes down to you as a person. No, I agree. Because I definitely feel like it's more important to at least stand up for yourself or stand up what for mm-hmm. what you believe in. And if it comes back to bite you, like, you can live knowing that you said something rather than always living with yeah. regret of like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't I had, you know, what what would have happened if I would have said something, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I always going thinking this could this could I mean I think you should go into that situation in a positive manner mm-hmm. mindset or mindset of, Hey this will help me but I have to realize it could also burn me. And, and I have then, to be ready for that. Yeah. And then and as long as you're ready and you have that mindset of like I knew this was coming and I was mentally prepared for it, then I think it's a lot easier to get through. It sucks still going through it. I mean, you don't want to. You're being vulnerable. I think it it fucks up your body or your mindset when you're like constantly being burnt over and over again by people you trust. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you just keep trying to opening up. But I think at the end of the day, if you prepare yourself, uh, because it's just gonna. That's just life, right? I mean, it can happen right. anytime. Yeah. You can even be vulnerable, yeah, and something will come at you. Of the exactly, too, yeah. and then it just comes to burn you. So I think it just mentally prepares you for that situation. And it only makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. It's just more more reps your mind is going through uh, mm-hmm. to prepare for those situations. Yeah.
1: Yep. I was going to say, like... I, don't know, I actually forgot what I was going to say. I had it right there. You just kept talking. So <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, I, don't, I really don't remember. What it, That's okay. It, it That's was good. Right. It, was a, it was a good, like...
2: It's okay. If it comes back, we can we can throw it out there. If we don't like it, we'll send it right back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll edit it out here.
0: It's all right. Uh, Well, Leslie, it's been great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us your insight. mm, We obviously love working with you. I'm Uh, gonna
1: miss you guys. I know you're leaving me today. Yeah. So
0: just for everyone's, (laughs) uh, you're leaving in November. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, yeah, me and Bryson are gonna be leaving. Bryson's leaving actually today, uh, and then uh, I'll be leaving month so uh, bittersweet moment of being here and this is where we started the podcast but I think with technology we can just keep doing this from all parts time of the world time, yeah.
1: yeah
2: yeah get Dustin back on here yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry Dustin, <laughs>
1: Dustin. <laughs> I never met you <laughs> yeah. but I guess before we go if there any other last minute things you want to know about me um, or questions for me
2: yeah, uh, book recommendations? Do you have any? You know, we we'll just we can keep it at one or two. Like it's up up to you, but uh, we don't need like a long list.
1: Like Cat in the Hat kind of books? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of. I guess, kind of. <laughs> maybe maybe a
2: book on like leadership or oh. or something like that. So it's
1: funny. Uh, I don't read any of those.
2: Um, okay. I
1: have some, but I don't. I guess you could say Who Moved My Cheese? That's one. Who moved like, my cheese? Who moved my cheese?
0: Okay, yeah. who's it by? With, yeah, I have no idea. All right, I don't know who's
1: by. Like, I don't particularly like, read a lot.
0: Yeah,
1: I just get bored with it and fall asleep. So.
0: Yeah, okay. Fun fact, about and that's Leslie. terrible. I know, right? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, right. like I have
1: like other friends that are like commanders or whatnot, and yeah. they like read like twelve books a year, like All one a right, month. And I'm like, what? I watch Netflix. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey
2: there's nothing wrong with that yeah. you, can, you can learn from uh from that kind of stuff yeah. too i so. mean
0: my thing is you can read all the books in the world but okay. that may not always make you a better person yeah. exactly
2: it goes it back to good. goes back to that theory yeah. and stuff like that you
0: know. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah all right see well thanks again for joining us all right it's been good. bye bye thanks bye. for listening guys